in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. My objective this morning is just to do one simple thing. I want this homily to be extremely simple. I want you to have faith. Now, the story that you just heard in the gospel is, in my opinion, one of the most frustrating stories in all the gospels. Why? Because here are nine disciples trying to cast a demon out of some kid, and they can't get the thing out. Now, look, they had cast out demons before. You remember when they were sent out two by two, and they came back and they were rejoicing, and the thing they were rejoicing over the most, it seems, was what? That the demons obeyed them. They had successfully conducted a number of exorcisms. They had done it, and now they had this kid in front of them who throws himself in the fire and the water and a frustrated father and they can't get the demon out, where are the other three apostles? They're on the Mount of Transfiguration. They're up there seeing Jesus glowing. They're up there hearing the Father speak. They're up there, uh, you know, Peter was a fisherman trying to be a contractor, let us build three tabernacles. Uh, but they were, they were seeing the most glorious thing that any of the apostles would ever see. And the nine are down there trying to get that demon out. So they get down, uh, they all come down from the mountain, and, and they, the, Jesus and the three uh, join the, the other nine, and uh, the father of the boy comes up, and he, he says, oh, I tried to get... The demon cast out, I asked your disciples to do it, and, and he had a good reason to, because the word was probably out. But they couldn't do it. And I would love to do a homily on this, but I won't today. Oh, per faithless and perverse generation. I think that's a very contemporary statement. But that's for another day. Bring him to me. They brought the boy. Jesus rebukes him. Interesting, it's hard to tell in the text whether he rebuked the boy or whether he rebuked the demon. And if you read different translations, it's really hard to tell. But he I'll say he rebukes the demon and out it comes. Well, uh, they get together later. And the nine have a question, not the twelve. <laughs> the nine have a question. Why couldn't we get it out? Unspoken. We've done it before. Why couldn't we get this one out? And Jesus' reply was, because you have no faith. Now, I think that Jesus sometimes spoke in hyperbole, and this may be one of them. Uh, that is, he said they had no faith. There were other times he said you of little faith. It seems that sometimes they had some faith, and at other times, this time, no faith, whatever it was, it wasn't enough. And the issue was, this is crucial, crucial. The reason they couldn't get the demon out was a matter of faith. They knew the formula, 
if there was one. They understood that and they done it. The problem here was faith. They didn't have enough. And they didn't really need a whole lot, which is the reason I think Jesus said you have no faith. Because then he says, if you have the faith the size, the size of a grain of mustard seed, that small. I mean, that's dinky. If you had even that much faith, you couldn't just get this demon out. You could say to this mountain, you know, what mountain? Probably the Mount of Transfiguration. They were probably at the base of it, Mount Tabor. And you could say to this mountain, out you go. Wouldn't that be a sight? Can't you see a mountain being moved into the midst of the sea? Uh, that would be fun. I'd like that. Okay. If you just had that much, you could move the mountain. There's nothing impossible if you have just this dinky amount of faith. What was the problem with the nine and probably the 12? They didn't even have the faith of a grain of mustard seed. How are they going to gain faith? How does my faith, which I need greatly, and your faith, how can it grow? Like a mustard seed grows, so faith can grow. How? There are many ways, I think. I'm going to give you four. Number one, faith is sometimes a gift. There are some of you here who have the gift of faith, and some of you who don't have the gift of faith. St. Paul describes faith as one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. I do not have the gift of faith. I've known people who do. I don't, but I think some of you do, and you may not even know it. But you need faith. One way to get it is you can even ask for it. Ask, ask. St. Paul says, earnestly desire gifts. Earnestly desire them. If you want to perform works for God, if you want your prayers answered, you're going to need faith. That's simple, isn't it? If you want your prayers answered, you will need faith. One way, a gift. Number two, parents especially, you need to make sure that your children, from the time they are tiny, know virtually every single story in the Old Testament. I will call to mind the deeds of the Lord, for consider what great things he has done for you. Knowing what God has done before will help you <coughs> with faith. You can read your kids Curious George. You can read your kids Mickey Mouse and Peter Rabbit. Get yourself a Bible story book and read to your little kids the stories in the Old Testament. 
How many of them? At least, at least all of those that show up in the great canon we do during Lent. There are scores of them. And most Orthodox Christians go to that service and they haven't got a clue to the stories that are being referred to. I thank my God for parents who made sure that I knew every one of those stories. All of them. I can even see them. I know what David looked like when he killed Goliath. I saw it on the flannel graph. But I still see it in my eyes. I can see Joshua fitting the battle of Jericho. And I see them going around the city. I saw it. I know the story. Your children need to know those stories, and so do you. How are you going to learn them? Read the Old Testament. If that's too much for you, at least get a Bible storybook and read them. Because if you call to mind the deeds of the Lord, it will strengthen your faith. He did this for David. He did this for Samuel. He did this uh, for Joshua. He did this for Gideon. Well, if he did it for them, he can do it for me or you. And if you don't call those deeds to mind, you're not going to have a lot of faith. Thirdly, this is so simple. <coughs> you need to read the scriptures. Why do I say that? Because we read in the scriptures, faith cometh by hearing. <coughs> and hearing by the word of Christ. I don't think that passage refers only to scripture. But it certainly includes scripture. Do you know how long it takes generally to read the daily readings? Do you know how long it takes to read the gospel and the epistle for each day? Oh, it's a burden. It might take you five whole minutes. And then you wonder sometimes, well, how come my prayers don't get answered? This is a little trite, but I want to say it this way, because you ain't got enough faith. You, don't, you may not have the gift. You don't know what God can do. And you're not hearing the word of Christ. You're not hearing from the scriptures. I am so thankful for this. I'm including in this one other thing. Parents, particularly. Children need to memorize scripture. I was talking one day with Apostolos Athanasakis. Most, many of you know Apostolos. I assume he's still over here at the university. Uh, he was utterly convinced that any student of classical Greek needed to memorize great passages from the great Greek writers. Well, if you need to know passages by heart, 
from a lot of the Greek writers. It wouldn't hurt you to know by heart many passages from the Holy Scriptures. I understand that children often think daily devotions are a burden. I understand that very often the things are difficult to get your children to do. The easiest thing my parents ever did spiritually was to get me to memorize scripture. Every single day, seven days a week, we, not I, we, mom, dad, and Johnny, we memorize scripture. I got bored hearing the reading of the scripture. I got bored hearing my mother read the names of the missionaries we were going to pray for that day. But I loved memorizing the scriptures. One reason was because I could do it better than my mother or father. Because children memorize so easily. Listen, by the time, I want this to be a challenge for many of you, particularly parents. By the time I graduated from high school, I had memorized a minimum of 500 verses from the Bible by heart, chapter and verse, word perfect, because that was what was expected. And I am so grateful to my Aunt Helena, my aunt whom I probably knew the least, she was in the health foods before anybody knew there was such a thing. Lived in Los Angeles. She wrote me a letter. Johnny, if you memorize the Sermon on the Mount perfectly, you must recite it with not one error. I will give you $9. <laughs> and as a number of you heard me say before, I memorized, amongst other things, lay not up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust doth corrupt and where thieves break through and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust doth corrupt and where thieves do not break through nor steal. So, to be on the safe side, I spent it very quickly. <laughs> rather than laying it up. Actually, I spent it on going to, <laughs> I spent it on going to a YMCA summer camp. And I had a wonderful time. Camp Osceola, great time. It was actually, in those days, a young men's Christian association. Know the old, teach your children and you learn it too. The Old Testament, so you know the deeds of the Lord. The Gospels, the deeds that Jesus did. The epistles, you need to know these. The book of Acts, and memorize faith comes by hearing, hearing by a word from Christ. But now, fourthly, why couldn't they get this demon out? Listen, some things take more faith than others because some things take more power than others. They couldn't get this demon out because they simply did not have the faith. So when he says, you have no faith, at least to get that demon out. Now we come to a big argument. 
Because in the reading today, you heard Jesus say, this kind cometh out only, only by prayer and fasting. And most of you, if you go home and you look in your Bible, many of you know I love the New American Standard Version. I memorized from that for many, many years. That passage is in parentheses. Look, I actually know all the textual arguments. I had to. I passed the course. I understand what manuscripts they've decided should take priority. And I know about B, and I know about D. I know about the Textus Receptus. All I do know, it's in the lesson you heard today. I understand why people would want to say, well, that's a later edition. I don't even care if it's a later edition. It's in our Bible. And I understand why people wouldn't want to say, want to hear, this kind cometh only by prayer and fasting. Why do I understand that? Because a lot of people don't want to pray, and one of the last things they want to do is fast. <laughs> don't fast because it's a rule. If you fast because it's a rule, you won't gain much. But if you fast from your whole heart, you're going to answer the question now. Amongst other things, you will gain some. <sighs> I have succeeded. <laughs> Glory to God. I have succeeded. If you fast with your whole heart and pray, you do them together. Fasting without prayer is pointless. Praying without fasting will have a lack of Call to mind the deeds of the Lord. Number one, daily reading of scripture, including the memorize. I'm sorry, the first was a gift. The second, the knowing what God has done. Thirdly, hear the scriptures being read. And fourth, prayer and fasting. Do you want to do, do you want to see your prayers answered? Do you? Do you want to see great things done for God, for his glory? then here are four things that you can do that will increase your faith, that glory and honor might come to the name of our Lord and God and Savior, Jesus Christ.